What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And Alex, the offseason has begun and the Jets are in the news, man. We got Marcus May and his agent going kind of wild on the tweet tweet, as Bart Scott used likes to say. We got uh, a Henry Anderson cut and uh, a possible uh, possible Jets burner account. <laughs> Maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Um, then we also have an update on the prospects that we hear about that the Jets are interviewing. This time we got the wide receivers. Alex, what do we got for et cetera today? What's going on, John? And for et cetera today, we just got some regular NFL league news. Adam Schefter had a couple of tweets out there that we just got to talk about. And then we also got J.J. Watt pretty much exposing where he's going, just turning down the haters and all these speculations of going to the Bills and whatnot. So we're going to talk about that too. Oh, yes. I, I can't wait to talk about the Peloton breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. See, let's go. Peloton breaking news. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode, Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. The offseason is full swing. Alex, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on, John? NFL is in full swing mode. Nothing's really official yet, but we're starting to get things. Well, releases are official, but we're starting to see things move along the NFL landscape. And if you're asking me how I'm doing, I'm just tired, bro. I'm just tired. Work, man. It's just work, 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 doing podcasts, writing. It's all adding up, man. Just need to sleep for a little bit, but I can't sleep because you know why? We got to talk about the New York Jets, bro. That's what we got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and the Knicks are, you know, about five hundred. Shout out to them. We got a little All Star break coming, so we're we'll, we'll about to catch some sleep this week. Thank goodness. We need a little <laughs> rest, man. We need a little rest for the amount of work that that we got to put in. You know, like just reading, keeping up to date, creating docs, networking, doing all the stuff that you got to do with your day job, plus trying to write and create content. You know. And being ready for appearances and so forth. It's a uh, takes time, but you know, we love what we do and that's why we do this podcast, man. We don't get paid for this. We're here because we wanna we, we love the games, we love the NFL, we love the NBA, we love our teams, and we wanna share our passion with you guys. We just love you and we appreciate you guys for listening into us and we appreciate our loved ones for giving us the opportunity to do this. So it's just a you know, it, it's a it's a blessing that we get to do this. It's fun that we get to do this. Um so yeah. Absolutely. Well said. Well said, my man. So first first news, uh, the first official cut coming down. We kind of saw it coming. It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Alex. Henry Stop Anderson. Stop doing this to me, bro. Stop doing this to me. Don't do this to me. Look, Henry Anderson had like one game, had a blocked punt. Don't don't call him my boy. That's your boy, all right? This is the dude that I love how it's John called this from the fucking T. He was like, Look, man, what the like you literally said, like, what does this man do? Like you complained about this man every single week and you're like, what is this guy doing? Like every text you're like, why? Just literally just like we'd watch games and I just get a question, like question mark, and I'm just like, Henry Anderson. He's like, Yes. <laughs> I mean, he got screwed. He, he, um, he, the, the only reason he left the Colts was because they changed to a 3-4. We got him basically for free. He did fantastic with us when we were running um, his 4-3 defense. We switched out when Gase came in, and then he became 
useless with Greg Williams. And then we finally switched back to Salah. But now, unfortunately, with the cap situation, uh, the team salary cap situation with uh, Corona kind of uh, dwindling it down a little bit, apparently there's going to be a huge purge around the league with cuts. Um, and so Henry Anderson saving about $8 million for the Jets. We saw it coming. Um, shout out to Henry Anderson. Uh, he, he, he was a good pro for us um, up until the end. But I guess that opens that opens up uh, some dollars for an edge rusher. And I, as much as I like Carl Lawson from the Cincinnati Bengals, I think he's going to ask for too much money. And I don't think the Jets are going to really – the Jets are not going to set the market at any position. That's the best uh, way I could put it. So I got Trey Hendrickson, man. I really think that's our guy. He fits perfect in our system. Uh, that, that, that's really the free agent where I, I really can't stop thinking about on the line. Any thoughts on uh, the edge rusher and uh, closing thoughts on uh, Henry Anderson? You know, I mean – you said it right, like he got screwed, right, coming here. There's nothing really more to, to add on to that. And it was just a situation that didn't work out with Greg Williams. You know, it's like like we know Greg Williams' first year on the defense with any new team, it works. Then after that, we start to see the flaws in it. It's not really sustainable. Um, on top of that, like this year just didn't work out for him. I mean, you got a new coach, got to cut, got to cut him off the books and just open up a space for other guys who are going to, Get, but I think Trey Hendrickson, like when we went over free agency for the defense, like cuts and who we could potentially look at, you know, I think that's a viable option. Um, there's not really much more I have to add on this, man. It's just, you know, it, it really is just like creating cap room and making sure that we're flexible. And you said it right in the beginning, like Douglas is, this is Douglas's team now. This is his fresh start. He got Salah. He's trying to, bringing the guys that he wanted, everyone else that he had was just kind of like a test run to see, all right, I'm in here halfway through of like, uh, what is it? Uh, the, he didn't even have an off season when he came in, you know, things were already in motion. So it wasn't really his team. And I think to be fair, one, you had to give Gase another chance and the rest of the team to see who's a keeper and who's not. And he got to see it. And he says, you know, he's looking at the roster. He's like, yo, Anderson is not it. Um, I got to move on and I got to find someone else that, I can replace him with, you know, and, and to add on, yeah, he, we're, we, the Jets are not going to set the tone of like what the market is. They're going to be pretty conservative in how they spend their money because Joe Douglas wants to build through the draft. And the only position that he's really mentioned about paying a premium for is your franchise quarterback. And that's another that's another thing we got to talk about, too, if you want to bring it up, because, you know, he mentioned that beginning of last season, and now he says he's taking phone calls for Sam Darnold. So we know he doesn't really view Darnold as a franchise quarterback. Yeah, okay. So with the first part, I think it's interesting that the Jets, and we're so confident that the Jets aren't going to overspend or set the market at any position uh, money-wise, although they're holding the most money they have, the highest value in draft picks and we stink, right? We had the second worst record in the NFL. So like all of those things put together and the fact that we're in New York and Woody Johnson's back and we all know he loves the big names 
you know, like Damian Tomlinson, Brett Favre, Tim Tebow. He loves these guys. He loves the big name. And it's interesting that we're so confident that we're not going to overspend and we're going to be frugal, as you put it, because we got Joe Douglas and we trust him and his evaluations. On to the press conference today on Wednesday, March 3rd. Joe Douglas had a presser today where they – it was curious that it came after um, the Marcus May agent uh, Twitter tirade, which we'll uh, get into shortly after this segment. But I think that was planned out more so by Marcus May's agent rather than Joe Douglas and the Jets side. And I, I, I do think it's interesting. So the, there was a couple comments – uh, being made, he said one yes about your quarterback contradiction that you pointed out in the off season. He said franchise quarterback is a franchise quarterback, and you pay him like he is. And now he's saying we're going to take calls on Darnold. Of course, he's going to take calls on Darnold, man. He still, if you get a first round pick for Sam Darnold, he he's going to think about it. But as we all know through Shefty and not just like the, the, the Twitter rumors, but the real room, the real reporters, they can't find anything better than a second round pick. And it's probably a low second round pick. And they know the value that Sam Darnold is and they know how talented he is. And he, they know that he's worth at least a first rounder. So I, I just think he's, 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 he's kind of like leaving it out there as, as a sell point. Like, yes, He's, you know, he, you can call me, but also at the same time, like he's also leaving the door open for the Deshaun Watson thing, because if he has that extra, thir- extra first round pick, he's just going to give it to Houston and say, here, just give me Watson. I think, uh, I just think he's keeping the door open. But if you're, uh, you ask me what I really think, especially with every single person that is close to Joe Douglas, Todd McShay, uh, any of the, uh, some ESPN analysts that are close with the Jets, uh, like Schrager. NFL Network, they're all hyping up Zach Wilson so much that I'm so absolutely sure that they're going to trade down that Zach Wilson pick and keep Sam Darnold because they're all also saying don't be surprised if the Jets keep Sam Darnold. That, that, that's been a huge sentiment. And Houston is not going to sh- – is shooting themselves in the foot. They're cutting their whole team. They're – they're willing to not let Deshaun Watson dictate their team because they just signed him to an extension. They have the right to find him. I, he might have a Le'Veon Bell year. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that's for any of our concern at this point. I think we have to. We're, we're moving on. It's either Sam Darnold, the second pick, and I think that there's nothing that Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, any of these guys do that's better than Sam Darnold. And so I think that, of course, the pro days are coming and the evaluations will be important. But I think that that's how the direction is going to be. And leaving it out there with the Sam Darnold stuff, sure, leave the door open. I I think he's going to stay. No one's going to give us that first rounder. And I cannot wait to see what we can net for the Zach Wilson pick, the number two. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued as well. Um, I just brought it up because I think – one, you know, at this point in time, if you hear Deshaun Watson's on the table, and this is the way I'm dissecting, if you hear Deshaun Watson's on the table, then of course 
I would move on from Sam Darnold to get Deshaun Watson. That's not even a question, right? Because Deshaun Watson is more proven than Sam. And Sam, as much as I believe in Sam, um, just hasn't put it on the field uh, together. You know, he, he he's had an up and down career, not his own doing, really more of the organization just being, uh, was it, inept and just giving him the tools to succeed. Uh, so wouldn't be surprised in that, like, it makes sense that he would take calls on that, right? Um, but moving on with the, the Zach Wilson, uh, <laughs> I just can't get over it. I, I, it's just so interesting that everyone's getting hyped on quarterbacks. And it, it's just, I just can't. I just cannot get hyped on a quarterback. I, you, I've, I've just been here. I've gone through this rodeo way too many times that I can't get hyped on uh, prospects, especially at the quarterback position, when we've seen more quarterbacks fail than succeed. So it's interesting that everyone's just back up on the hype train of just like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Um, like I know Trevor Lawrence is even a transcendent talent and he's put a, you know, he's got a great, uh, he's got great film on him to show that he is like a top talent, right? But for everyone else, like, like what? Why are we hyping up a guy who played at BYU? Played a pretty cool, a pretty easy schedule and can just like, yeah, he can throw deep down the field to wide open guys. You know what I mean? Like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we hype something up so much? Um, and to we correct want myself, that Atlanta pick. We want that Atlanta pick, Alex. That's why I know. Give me the number yeah, no. four. <laughs> no, I to- I totally get it. I'm talking to the fan base. You know, if you're an owner listening to this for some strange reason or a GM, yes, please take Zach Wilson. Please trade for him. I think he should be the guy that you guys take. But if it's Jets fans, Jets fans, let's let's settle down here. Let's let's not overhype a quarterback because we've done this before. We put ourselves in this position. We talked ourselves into Geno Smith. We've talked ourselves into Mark Sanchez. We've talked ourselves oh, into God, a lot of things. Smith. But we've but haven't we done it? Like have we not done it? Have we not just yeah, talked ourselves? Yeah, yeah. yeah like that, 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 that first that first half of that West Virginia game where he had like six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. you just watch that. You're like, okay, he can do it. Yeah. No, you can talk yourself into anything. We've talked ourselves into so many things where it's just like, come on, let's like. I get that we need better quarterback play, but at what expense? At what expense are we just going to keep going through the cycle? But I don't want to go down this road again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I know it's it's hard it's hard not to. I just I, I I'm I'm starting to get heart eyes for uh, uh Sewell from uh, the offensive tackle from Oregon. Yeah, no, I, he you know took the yeah. year off, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm intrigued by Becton playing his a full year on as a right tackle for Louisville before he switched over to left tackle. And I think that he'd have no problem going to right tackle. Um, or I think that Sewell would probably figure it out. Right, I, I think it would be fine. I literally, I, with, with both of them on the side and they know that they're superstars, I think it would actually, like, it would be like the big three getting together. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, like, yeah, I know no, you're really totally. good. I know I'm good. Like, we'll figure it out, dude. No, totally. And, like, all line is, like, easier to predict on what you're going to get for the most part. Um than like a quarterback and I wait, can we just develop a line first so that way we can look for a quarterback? That's like can we just get a line? Like we have not yeah. had an offensive line. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter who we bring in, they're not gonna have an offensive line. So I don't care who we're looking at, they're not gonna succeed without an offensive line. Let's develop the offensive line. Let's get a unit 
uh, mm-hmm. here first. And, you know, there's always mm-hmm. there's always a quarterback that just pops out of nowhere. Dak Prescott is a quarterback that comes to mind that just popped out of nowhere. Russell Wilson is another quarterback that popped out of nowhere. You know, uh, I want to correct myself for last week for saying Pat, Pat Mahomes in the teens. He was drafted 10th overall. I know Deshaun Watson was drafted later. But these guys, you know, they weren't touted as like the one to take first overall. But look how talented they are. So let's just start creating like an actual team first to create something sustainable, you know, and we don't have to be married. Like if you draft a quarterback now, you have to be married to that quarterback for his rookie contract. Like he, you, you cannot change after this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. no one. I, I don't That's know. Like, Joe Douglas is officially married to him. Maybe so I can get away with like with it. Maybe. But yeah, 100 percent. Joe Douglas drafts. A quarterback, that's that's his career right there. First time GM, he's going to put it all in on Zach Wilson. I just really, really highly doubt it. Yeah, no, I don't see it. It's like if you – and this is the thing. Like people talk about like, well, Sam Darnold, you have to pay him the fifth year. Well, yeah, give him a tag. Like who care? Like give him a tag. See if he can do it. If he looks good this year and you give him a tag next year, then oh. you can pay him. Oh, that's, a, like, that's, a, that's a sensitive word these days around the Jets I, land. I, I know. Te- well – there's a difference between Sam Darnold, who's yet to put it all together, and someone like Marcus Money May, who I know you wrote <laughs> recently wrote a piece for uh, the Jet Press. And if you haven't read it yet, make sure to go to jetpress.com, part of the Fan Side of Network, and go check out John's recent piece on how to evaluate and w- whether or not we should tag Marcus May, extend him, uh, the value of Marcus May in general. So make sure to go check out my boy's writing. But look, you know, like just getting back to. What I was saying, though, and then we can move on. If we, if you invest in the other pieces first, if you're a GM and you're trying to survey the landscape, you're like, okay, let me get a line ready so that whoever comes in, they actually have some protection so that we're not running with their head cut off. Let me get some outside weapons for this guy so that way they can actually have somebody to throw to. Let me give them an environment that can actually be sustainable. And then when you actually have guys that you're like, okay, I can pay this, these guys, and just like, build through the draft, get that hometown discount, right? Um, then you could be like, okay, now, now now, I can move on to find a quarterback, it, place him into the system and evaluate him and just give him tools to succeed instead of just throwing him into the fire, letting him fail, and then we're just back at square one. And that's how good drafting works. It's not just, you know, it's, it's not only need. Like we took Sam Darnold because we needed a quarterback and everyone's like, yo, we need a franchise quarterback. And we took a guy who was supposed to be a franchise quarterback who didn't give him any tools to succeed. So it doesn't matter if you like Zach Wilson or not. If we don't have him, if we don't have, or even Justin Fields, if we don't have the tools for him to work, it doesn't matter. And that's all I got to say about it. That's all I got to say. Just just work just work through, work on the team like in other aspects that we need, okay? That way we can actually compete. Because if we can keep the quarterback on a nice rookie deal and get something like what they did with Russell Wilson out in Seattle... Damn, you're golden, man. You're golden. Yeah, and I, I think that's the key. I, I don't even think we have – we don't have to tag Darnold. We have the fifth-year option still available. And that's the question right now is whether we want to pick it up. So we still we still have him, man. He's really good until 2023. And then at that point, depending on the QB market, yeah, maybe we can get him for a Russell Wilson-type deal. So I'm with you. I, I do think we're sticking with Darnold. I'm praying for uh, the trade down, and I, I think the Jet Nation should get excited about the hype 
around these quarterbacks and we should like <laughs> join them. Yes, they're great. Um, I, I don't think anyone here is close to Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson was I, – I, I, it was a tragedy that he, that, that he wasn't like touted as a number one pick or the top, you know, the top quarterback that year. He was unbelievable in college. Is, I know they're talking about Clemson and stuff. But I don't know. I, he really is. He, he was the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks in college. So I, I agreed with his coach, Dabo Sweeney. But speaking of tags, and as you mentioned it, uh, thanks for your, uh, the shameless uh, Marcus May plug for the Jet Press article. It's really interesting, man. His agent last night, right before the you know it was a 12 hours before uh, a scheduled press conference with the gm tweeted on field yates you know not some rando uh twitter like he knew he was going to get seen right he tweeted on field yates espn uh football writer analyst twitter and he was berating him saying basically shaming the jets for not taking care of marcus may who he astutely pointed out was the Curtis Martin team MVP this year. He was a team captain. I think he was a little uh, facetious about saying that he switched positions, you know, willingly. This was his natural position uh, when Jamal Adams left, so he was happy to get the free safety back. He did give his he did give his number twenty six to Le'Veon Bell without question to go back to his college number. You know, sometimes that's a big deal. Um, I agree with all those things. He was all over the field, like we talked about. Snaps at free safety, strong safety, slot corner, career best in tackles and pass deflected. He's an absolute warrior for the Jets this year. We need him on the team. We have a franchise tag. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we could – the with with – if you want go to the if you want to go to the article, you could read a little bit more about the different kinds of tags. We won't really get too much into it. There's a transition tag and two types of franchise tags. The franchise tag that's most common would allow the Jets and Marcus May to discuss a or negotiate a contract extension up until July 15th, even though he signed the franchise tender for the 11 million, which it would be. So not only can we sign him for the 11 million as a placeholder, and if we can't come to an extension by July, which we have a lot of time, and that also gives us a chance to go through the draft, go through free agency, and see how we could give you a team-friendly contract that's also going to make you really happy. Because the more actually we wait, until July, the the more we're gonna shoot ourselves in the foot because we have there the rumors are a couple of safeties might set the market this year, like Simmons out of Denver. Anthony Harris, on the other hand, safety out of Minnesota is kind of in the same boat as Marcus May. Where last year he got the franchise tag after having a career year and he kind of had a slumpy season and he's probably not gonna get that much money. So that's probably what Marcus May's worried about, his agents are worried about. I just don't think it's really best to go to the Jamal Adams route. Because uh, we saw how that ended up. But it's just interesting. So if we can't get to the extension and Marcus May and his agents are furious and they think that, you know, another team is going to pay them and another team decides to pay them and we don't match it, then we get two first round picks for it. 
So I think that usually when that happens, the agent is kind of like put back down to earth when they're allowed to negotiate. And other teams like, what are you talking about? Um, we're not doing that. We're not going to pay him that much. He's, we're not going to overpay him and lose draft capital. It makes no sense. So I, 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 I think it's a weird play by the agent. I get it. It's, it, it's, it's, it's really like the name of the article is a curious case of Marcus May. And it really is a curious case because he, he, he really was the – he set the standard for our team. He hasn't missed a game in two years. He led the team on and off the field. We ha- he was the best second-round pick since David Harris in 07. We saw what happened with the other safety. But his agent is kind of, you know, he's kind of smelling like it a little bit. And it would just, it's kind of a weird play. But, you know, to each his own. He wants to get paid. Uh, he, gets his, he wants his percentage to be higher. He doesn't want no franchise tag money. And, you know, I, I get it all. And the Jets also have a financial responsibility. They have a franchise tag, which is collectively bargained for. It, it, it's, it's, it's designed to give him the average of the top five salaries of the safeties. It's not like, you know, it, that is what it is. So I, the Jets have their own finances in mind. I think it's good to place him as a franchise tag placeholder. We could talk about it all the way up until July. The deadline is March 9th, which is his birthday. Um, uh, and and that, that's really that, that's really how I see it going. And honestly, too bad, so sad for the agent. My bad, bro. I, I, I just I, I don't know why he ever thought that negotiating through the media and doing that thing is a good idea. Like, when was that ever a good idea? When has that ever worked? Unless you're literally Jamal Adams trying to George Costanza your way off a team. Yeah, no, I, I, it, I totally agree. I don't understand why an agent would go through Twitter to try to strong arm the New York Jets and try to bargain that way. That's not really – that's a poor bargaining tactic. You're just putting dirty laundry out to air and no one needs Make that. Marcus May look bad. No, Marcus May has not looked bad his entire career until you tweeted that last night. Yeah, like – and it's like association, right? Um it's not like who know like I wouldn't say Marcus May said yeah go ahead to do that but the agent you know as you say like the agent also has like a vested interest to get a, like a good cut too right and eleven million doesn't really sound appeasing to him he thinks his client like he's gonna do his best to represent his client to get his client a lot of money as he should um, but there also has to be some realistic standards when you're an agent too right you also have to understand okay well what can we do now in the interim to get my, my client money and what can we do later? So you know how I feel. I'm always about just paying the player, get it over with. Just, I get the whole franchise tag. I I totally understand that. And you don't want to like overspend. You want to keep books clean and so forth, but you know how I am. If the guy's been good, you've, you've treated the team. Well, you just pay, you just reward the guy and, and you call it a day. But I also get like, I can understand the franchise tag method if you're saying if you're trying to actually be honest and trying to be a good business person and a good GM saying, look, we want you to take this tag first. We want to just reduce the spending a little bit because we we have CJ Mosley's on the books for another couple of years and we have to make sure that he's cleared up so that way we can really pay you and then we can create a, a contract that that escalates over time or just figure out a way like something along those lines and just like or give them more guaranteed money up front, you know, so. There has to be a middle ground in all of this, and as long as that's being discussed, we won't know what's being discussed. We're just going to get the tidbits in the mail. We're just going to try to piece it all together like yep. we always do. Yep. Um, but 
look, I, I'm not saying the franchise tag is the, is the worst thing, but you, Joe Douglas needs to be on the front, like legit trying to retain this, retain Marcus May. He's been really good. Him is going to set the tone for how he treats his homegrown players. And for someone who also isn't lashing out, like you can't take what the agent did and put it all on Marcus May, you know, unless Marcus May directed his agent to do that. Although that kind of doesn't make sense in my opinion. I don't know how you could be quiet, do all these good things. And then, you know, now tell your agent to like, kind of like shoot you in the foot. Like, I don't know what other, like there's going to be a team that pays you, but teams are going to see this be like, do I really want to work with this guy and his agent? Like that also goes out there. That's also another thing they got to keep in mind. But yeah, overall, I think, you're, like, I think we, you're totally right about that player empowerment. Like, but and, and and the sentiment. You're right. But look, I mean, players. Look, we the NFL is going to change. It's going to get to the point where it's like the NBA, where we're going to have players kind of dictating what they want to do and where they want to go. I mean, we're already starting to see that with Le'Veon Bell, Deshaun Watson. Look. uh whether you want to agree with it or not, J.J. Watt did it. They released him. They didn't even trade him. They gave him the opportunity to leave. That's player empowerment because they could have traded him, got him. An, you could have traded J.J. Watt and gotten an asset, okay? But they let him they let I'm him sure go. He would have been, I'm sure Jacksonville would have loved him. Yeah. Like, the, <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Urban Meyer would have been happy. Um, but, look, they let him go and they let him – they they released him. They let him choose where he wanted to go, you know? Like – these are all legitimate things like happening in the NFL. It's just working out. It's not going to be the same as the NBA where you can f- demand a trade and do all these type of things because the rules are different. We're working with a hard cap, first of all, in the NFL, unlike a soft cap in the NBA. And those who don't understand the difference, hard cap means exactly what it sounds like. There's a strict money limit in the NFL. Soft cap is created so that you can retain your homegrown talent and still go over a cap. There's a little flexibility. Um so, with Marcus May, like, getting back to my point, Joe Douglas should want to pay him, and they should want to treat him right, because this is going to dictate the league and how players view the Jets, one. Two, the agent's got to, like, calm his Jets. Like, yes, pun intended. Um, because you don't want to ruin Marcus... Yeah, thank you. Uh, you don't want Marcus May to look like uh, a problem. Why are you going through Twitter? Why are you doing that? Like... Just, just do the negotiation with Joe Douglas. That's it. I don't need I to start the fan base. That's why. Yeah, because 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 we love Marcus May, and anyone who's been a Jets fan, we, we 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 there is a like. Not only is he a top five safety, you know, ranked by PFF, Pro Football Focus. We we see it with our eyes, you know, and we see also what happened with you know with the other safety who was drafted earlier in that in that same exact 2017 NFL draft. So. We kind of – and, you know, you pointed out Douglas let Robbie Anderson walk. Like we, we, we're we kind of craving our talent. We love what Mekhi Becton's giving us. Quinton Williams has finally started hitting, and then everyone wants to trade him. So, you know what I mean? It's like, can we just, like, keep something? You know, and I, I feel like he's pulling, you know, at those uh, heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if we kept a player for once. I mean, we oh, who was the last guy? Mohamed Wilkerson that we paid? Yikes. Was he the last? Dude, yikes. Yikes. Was that, was that the last guy? Like Homegrown, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, who was the last homegrown guy that we signed? Like, gave an extension. I think it was Mohamed Wilkerson. I think so, because, uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. 
You know, it was tough uh, going back and seeing that Marcus May was playing with Demario Davis, so we didn't resign Demario Davis. Ah, uh, that's another one. That's another one. That's another <laughs> yeah. one. Where, like, what's worse is that what makes that one worse Double is D. that we. Yeah, I, I miss Demario Davis. He was a great leader, and he actually improved as a linebacker too. The worst part is that we had him traded. We let him go to Cleveland, and then we brought him back, and then he goes to the Saints. And it's like. He played really well. Like, why did we just let him go? Like, toxic. We're like so. We're like this a toxic relationship with Double D. <laughs> um, it's, it's the Jets tough. are a toxic relationship in general, bro. Like they just are. Yo, we'll date. You can be. You can be the best person. We'll like let you go and go get some. Uh, go kill some it hot there. fling off the street, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing with the Marcus May. I I, I would love honestly if we tagged him. And then finished up our NFL draft and free agency and then signed him in July for, I don't know, four years, 50 million, which would be, you know, or more four years, 55 million, you know, which is above the franchise tag money, which is top five currently, which is like you had your best year ever and you were a top five safety. So, like, we're kind of giving you good money. Of course, the safety money is going to keep going up, so that's going to be their argument. And give him like 26, you know, guaranteed his jersey number or 30 guaranteed or whatever split out over two, three years with an option to, you know, release after the third, fourth year with dead money. That sounds like more like a good realistic deal for Marcus May and everyone should be happy with that. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. I can, and I can get behind that, so... Look, okay. it will be interesting to see what Joe Douglas does when we get to that point in time. And we're slowly inching up to free agency, man. We're slowly inching up there. It's almost here. Yeah, the, yeah. the franchise tag deadline is March 9th. And the cuts are coming. So as we mentioned, we got the Henry Anderson cut. Potential cuts uh, coming. I We talked about it with Ryan Griffin. But as you astutely mentioned, Alex... It's Joe Douglas's first signing, so we don't know if it's going to be worth that one and a half million dollars of, uh, you know, dead cap and saved money. If we let I him go, think, I still think he comes back, man. Honestly, I still think Griffin comes back. You give him a chance because he was injured this past season. See what he can do. Like, what, what's one and a half going to do for the team? It's not really going to do much. Yeah, I, we'll see. I, I really, I, I'm praying that we do like a we have a Herndon like John Smith who's just entering his prime for tight ends, 25 years old, coming off his best career year. He's going to be a free agent. That's someone who I have my mind on. So, again, that's, that's just like that, hopes and dreams. That's hopes and dreams. That's In that case, you can cut him and use the money towards that. That's If you would get Jonas Smith, that's the only way where I could really see it like making sense. Yeah, you're not saving a lot to sign him, but... You know, you're getting a top tight end talent, just an absolute beast. Like the man, <laughs> have you have you seen the Titans uh, mascot? <laughs> yeah. What about him? Yeah, it's kind of what Jonah Smith is, man. He's just kind of <laughs> dude, he just comes out there with a story. He's yeah. just so jacked, man. Yeah, just, yeah, that's kind of true. That's kind of true. Yeah, and the I Titans mean, have like, Delaney Walker coming back after taking the COVID year. Yeah, that's true. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like that in that case, like yeah, let's go for it. But I think Jonah is going to cost. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. He only had like this is his true first season, like getting a lot of run, and he can't overpay. So if they, if Joe Douglas can get him on a good bargain uh, deal, he's got to yeah, pay him less than it. Marcus May. Yeah, <laughs> right. You can't, be, yeah. You, can't, you can't bring a tight end and pay him 12, 13 mil a year, and then tell Marcus May you're worth eleven and a half. 
Yeah, no, like exactly. And for like, and Marcus May has a, a larger resume, even though like they're two different positions than Jonas Smith. Jonas Smith, this is like Jonas Smith's like first year. So like, yeah, what's, what's yeah, it's, 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 yeah, they both had career years this year and they're both deserved to get their money. But the last potential cut, which I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm not even going to go out on the limb here. I'm pretty much guaranteeing you that Greg Van Roten is getting cut. We're saving $3 million. Ooh. And. Alex, when I tweeted that under the Who's it, Samini? Samini's tweet, we just, you know, he he's the one that brought up. He said the Jets, you know, cut Anderson and they're probably going to make some more cuts this year. One of the candidates happens to be Greg Van Roten. I wrote Van Roten. It's been nice. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. And I'm sticking to that. So it seemed like Mr. Greg Van Rowan has a burner account and he quickly tweeted and deleted said, my bad. And then tried to give us a little dig with uh, the number of followers on our, uh, on our, on the pod Twitter account. So once Mr. Van Rowan gets cut, I will expose his burner account, which yeah, he has some politics stuff, which is whatever. But I think the funniest stuff on his burner account is him tweeting about himself under none other than Mr. Manish Mehta's articles trying to get himself hyped with Manish, <laughs> which is so, just so perfect. Oh, my God. That is so sad. And I guess if he's referencing our followers, I mean, it might as well be the amount of sacks he's allowed on Sam Darnold, right? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. He was like retweeting the one good game he had in November from like the PFF where he allowed like no rushes. Like the one game, like, and the worst part is, dude, he's a Jets fan. He's from Long Island. Like, you know, I was all hyped when he was here. It's cool. Sounds good. Dude, what are you doing? I don't get it, dude. I, I look, I don't understand. Like, you know, it's a business. Like, we're commenting. Like, why I didn't you, say why, he sucks. I didn't say anything bad. I just said, yo, like, like, come on. You're getting cut. Like, you have to hit me up from your burner account and then delete it. And then try to jab us with like how many fo- – it's like, okay, cool. Like we have – by the way, it's grown from like 168 to 170 whatever, but <laughs> who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Greg Van Rowan is, Alex. Greg Van Rowan is. Uh, don't worry. What about his uh, good blocking out in Carolina for McCaffrey? Shut up, Greg Van Rowan, you loser. Anyway, back to the Jets. The Jets have some – extra wide receiver prospect interviews that have come down the pipe. We don't, again, as we know from the interview today, everything is kind of hush-hush to the chest with Mr. Joe Douglas. We don't really know what's going on. He mentioned that the pro days are going to be really important. I thought that was a nice little jab, like, yo, go watch Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. (laughs) Um, But I, I think they are important because that's the only kind of extra tape they're going to have this year. So we have Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, Amir Smith from Iowa. We have Amari Rogers from Clemson. We have Rondell Moore from Purdue. We have Dimitri Fulton. And this is actually all uh, captured in another Jet Press article. So if you want uh, some more info on those guys, go check it out. Really interesting, man, that uh, we got all these. uh, First, we got the running backs. Now we got the wide receivers coming in. The wide receivers in the free agency market that are constantly mentioned around the Jets. There's Will Fuller, who's actually 
um, a tag candidate for Houston. So we'll see how that goes. We have Kenny, Kenny Galladay, who's also a tag candidate for the Lions. Very likely to be tagged, apparently. And then there's an interesting one, tag candidate, Allen Robinson, who is absolutely thirsty for that Jets cap. He knows how much money the Jets have. He knows that we're desperate for a number one wide receiver. He had a career year. He's represented by Vayner Sports, which is Gary V's brother, AJV. Um, so those are like the, the big ones that have been rumored to us. We also have Juju Smith, who played with Sam Darnold at USC. That's another interesting one. He's been rumored to want to come to New York into a bigger market. A little TikTok Juju never hurt anyone. So what do you think about these wide receivers? And then, you know, don't forget, everyone is talking about cut season, cut season, cut season. And Jameson Crowder, as much as I don't like it, he has been a cut candidate. Uh, mentioned out in the streets. So, what do you, what, what do you got? What do you? Uh, what's your opinion on the wide receiver position uh, for the Jets? I think it's kind of tossed up in the air based on. I really don't see Allen Robinson coming here unless we get Deshaun Watson. I think he's just hyping up a lot, try to convince whoever out there to make sure that Deshaun to the Jets happens. And I think he's just trying to like. I I, I I'm not so 100% sold on. A Rob coming to the New York Jets. Ju I think Juju. Yeah, oh, I think we went through this, man. Like, if we get Deshaun, I can see A Rob. If we keep Sam, I can see Juju. Um, and even if we don't have Sam, I see that Juju could be the guy that we have at in the end over Allen Robinson. Because I think Allen Robinson, you know, he's been on losing teams for the most part. He had one successful year with Blake Bortles when they should have beat the Patriots. Uh he just Bortles just missed that pass by like a hair for a touchdown. Uh, so angry about that. I just I was so ready to laugh if the Jaguars just defeated the Patriots that year. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I know there's no, there's no chance. But don't even, oh god. For, uh, you don't even say that word because you just like triggered that stupid interview that that stupid idiot had in from Tampa on his talk show. That he was advised oh. yesterday. Like, that, that just so triggered me, honestly. Just you saying that word. That was so stupid. Could, could, what's his name play for the Jets? Come on now. Come on. Come on no dude, you guys that. are so annoying, dude. Tom Brady with his jabs to the Jets. I, yo. You're not Tom, even in the conference Tom, anymore, yo. You're not, even in the con you're not even in the division. <laughs> I'll see you at MetLife next year, Tom. You're coming, Tom. I'll I'll see you. It's going to be hostile. I'm going to be there. And I'm going to be screaming a lot. Ugh. It's like you're not even in the division conference anymore. Why do you even care about this team so much? I get that you had to face us for so many years. But, like, what? Are we, what? Are you still you still butthurt that uh, Mark Sanchez took you out in the divisional round? Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Think about <laughs> Can't it. Think wait. about it. Think about <laughs> it. You lost to Mark Sanchez. You've lost to Joe Flacco. You've lost to um, Eli Manning. And you've also lost to Nick Foles. And you also yeah. lost to Peyton Manning. It's so, so annoying, besides, dude. It's just so besides, annoying. leave us alone. But, yeah, but besides Peyton Manning, you know, yeah, Eli Manning's such a debate uh, on how good he is because he's had a he legit has a five. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Okay. Uh, it's also Philip Rivers. <laughs> they just are, dude. They just are. <laughs> uh, 
<sighs> okay, moving on, that's moving a, on. That's a conversation for another day. Um, but, moving on to the wide receivers. I just I get back to back to the wide receivers. It really yeah. depends on who's coming here, man. It really depends on who's coming here. I can't say that. I think it's Sam. I think it's Sam Darnold. So I agree with you that that it's going that it's most if likely it's Sam, to be, it's Juju. be Juju. Yeah, it's going to be most likely Juju. Then, like, I just can't. A Rob wants to go with Deshaun Watson. So wherever Deshaun Watson goes, he's going to go or do something different to wait to pair it with Deshaun Watson. So he may take like a one year deal. I think we're going to start seeing that too, by the way, with this player empowerment is that they're going to start doing one year deals and waiting for guys to be free and then start teaming up with them that way. I really think that's going to start happening. And I don't like in the NFL, I'm not too angry about it because it's a true, like that is the ultimate team sport. One player like the NBA can't just influence the way a game goes, you know? Uh, So I'm not too against it, but I think we're going to start seeing that. That's just my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can see that happening. I just the the one thing I want to point out with these wide receivers that are coming in is they're mostly riding in the slot. Like they're kind of like they kind of are scouting to be kind of slot receivers, which is interesting because of J- the Jameson Crowder situation. So I'm just kind of putting that on notice. Um, uh, uh that is the only likely surprise cut for me personally is going to be if we let Jameson Crowder go, it's going to hurt a lot and I hope it doesn't happen, but, and it's going to be a surprise, even though I'm kind of throwing it out there already, but it, it can't be that much of a surprise. Like I, you know, I like Jameson Crowder. I gave my whole spiel on why he should be here, but when you only see it's 1 million in dead cap or you have to pay him 11.4 mil this upcoming season, it kind of, like if you're doing a hard reset on a team, like I can see him being gone. But if Darnold is here, I don't see I don't see Crowder being moved because that is legit. You know, you always say that's Darnold's safety blanket. So it Crowder is all dependent to me on who the quarterback is. He truly is dependent on who the quarterback. Because if we're keeping Sam, it's going to be Juju Crowder, uh, Braxton Berrios, and De- and uh, Denzel Mims. I see. I could see that, but if it's going to be anyone else, why do you need to keep Crowder? Like, why even? Like, I don't know. Like, might as well. Go your boy Berrios, bro, because your boy Berrios is here. Yeah, everyone <laughs> wants. I know everyone wants Berrios. Uh, He's drafted by New England, the ultimate, the ultimate stand that you know you stink. He's going to be. I, the I love one, you, Berrios. <laughs> I still love you, Berrios. He's going to be really the do. one, man. The second guy after getting Curtis Martin from the Patriots. He's going to be the guy from New England that's going to rise up from the ashes like a burning phoenix and lead the Jets, man. He's going to have that big play. <laughs> the I, I, I like him, dude. I really like him. I really, no, he's I like perfect. Him too. Yeah. No, I like him too. I'm just, I'm just like messing around at this point. Yeah, I know. Like, it's just funny, but yeah, I, 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 if if Joe Douglas is looking at these prospects and he likes one of them and he's trying to grab one under the fourth round or whatever, fourth and below, and it's gonna say we're gonna save that Crowder money and spend somewhere else. I could just see and we're not maybe maybe not gonna sign Crowder next year. I could just see it happening. And yeah. I'm not gonna be happy about it. Uh, I and I kind of just wanted to also point out that a lot of these wide receivers that we all love that are in the market right now currently are kind of out of reach. We really have to be 
they could be comparing these guys to Kendrick Bourne. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, okay, what do these guys have to Kendrick Bourne? Like, okay, we'll just get him over them, you know, and he's young as well. So I feel like we're just evaluating the secondary wide receiver market. I really, as high as we're going is Juju probably. And we're just being frugal. And so I just kind of wanted to uh, throw that out for Jets fans to uh, give them an update on the, how the Jets are approaching the wide receiver market. And, you know, we discussed a little bit the running back market uh, last week. Yeah. I mean, what else? I mean, I think that covers, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that, does mm-hmm. that cover what we yep. got going on for uh, mm-hmm. the Jets right now? Yep. All right. So I got nothing else. John, if you got anything else or if you got nothing else, we can take our short little break and then come back and actually have some league news, man. There's actually some league news to discuss. So that's that's fun. Sign so, Marcus May. Sign May. I agree. Sign Marcus May. Let's get that done, Joe Douglas. If you're listening to this podcast, like I know you are. <laughs> Franchise, then sign him. You'll be fine. Listen to John Malika. Just come on, guys. You guys are both bald. So you guys <laughs> yeah. trust each other, right? We're basically the same. Yeah, exactly. And you both got beards, so trust each other. Believe in each other. <laughs> <laughs> on to the break. <laughs> All right, guys. Then we're back from the break. Got to talk about the league news that's going on. And the first one that I have to discuss because. There was so much circulation, even from our own account, we thought that the no gas, no break uh, meant J.J. Watt was coming to gangrene nation. <laughs> or He just likes our money, man. They just like us for our money. Yeah, like us for our money. Or, you know, maybe he was going to that fraudulent team that can't come up with their own slogan, uh, <laughs> Buffalo Bills, which was rumored for him. No, he decided not to go back home uh, to Wisconsin to go play for the Green Bay Packers. He Matt decided Hack. not to. Wisconsin, he decided not to go to Cleveland to go play with the Browns and be part of that Baker Mayfield train and that elite defense. He also decided not to go to Buffalo. You know, he made the right choice, John, not to go to all these cold places because you know what? He's been in Houston for so long, man. He's like, I love the sun. I love the weather. (laughs) So let me go. Let me actually move even further. Is he married? I don't even know if he's married. He's like, let me move from Houston. To the place where everyone's just having fun in the sun is Arizona. <laughs> Let me go play for the Cardinals. Go team up with my boy, Desh- uh, <laughs> Nuke. Nuke. Yeah, but also Deshaun his. Yeah. yeah. No, not yet. I think that was why uh, they had the Deshaun Watson craze for the Jets and JJ Watt, and as you said, the no get ga- uh, all gas, no breaks. But yeah, let's not let's not forget to mention that Vance Joseph, the D coordinator, is also in Arizona. So he's got some familiarity there too. He's not trying to learn any new schemes. He's he's not trying to work hard in practice. You know what I mean? He's trying to chill. Yeah, man. You go bail with your boy DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they got a nice young quarterback, Cliff Kingsbury. He's a young coach. I won't say. I don't know if he's necessarily good, but he's young. It looks like he's <laughs> former your, Jets. He's your, former Jets quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know. Also. Uh, you know, whatever we wanted at the time, another uh, Sean McVay lookalike. So that was a trend. Um, that's what everyone wanted. A nice young head coach from college. Uh, that really is a trendsetter. Well, we got Lef- so, we got Mike Lafleur, who was who was part of the Shanahan um, McVay tree. So we we, we, we got one. We got one now. That's fine. No, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, like, 
It's not through the college ranks for a head coach. I don't care for this. The, the coordinators I'm not too like worried about. It's when you come straight from college to being a head coach. I'm like, all right, you just surpassed a lot of levels, and that's a lot of trust. Um, I really think Cliff Kingsbury was like the really just like getting the groove like, oh, my God, Sean McVay went all the way to the Super Bowl and had to face Bill Belichick. He's so young. He's only 30 years old. He's about the same age as his players. So we got to get a guy like him. Uh, nah, so J.J. Watt going to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I don't know. I think it's like an average move. I don't really necessarily think of it as anything like spectacular. Kind of just think it's – I don't know why he chose the Cardinals, honestly. Like, they didn't make the playoffs. It's kind of a tough division unless Russell Wilson leaves. Um, I think Vance Joseph is a big deal. Yeah. I really do. He's his coach. Yeah. Yeah, no, like it makes sense. Like you feel comfortable system that you were in. It may that all makes sense, but still, like I guess thirty one million. Does that how's that how does that sound to you? Does that make sense? Uh, I mean, thirty one million to me is way more than I'm making right now. So I'll gladly jump at that, John. So that's not I'm not the bar to go by. Just slightly, <laughs> just slightly, right? <laughs> yes, thirty one million is a slight, slight pay grade from what I'm making. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, like, I think, uh, no, like, I think I, I would have expected him to go to, like, a, a team that made the playoffs. That's why Browns, Packers, Bills, uh, those all made sense. I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, I like that he just, <laughs> I like the tweet that he did or Instagram, whatever it was, it's like, source me and it's Arizona Cardinals. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I like that you did that. Uh, yeah, let's bring that up because of the 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 Peloton, the fake Peloton breaking news where it said uh, Super Bowl Fifty Six, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. What was the other team? Green Bay. Which is we, yes. we should all knew it was fake right away because Pittsburgh literally has no money and publicly said they're not getting JJ Watt because they have the brother, one of the brothers on the team. But we're all like, we're still like, yeah, because like we there's no news right now, so we all like jumped on it real quick, and then JJ Watt got pissed off, said I don't own a bike, and then a couple hours later made it official with Arizona with his T-shirt, which he, yeah. it's not actually official official because the league year didn't start, so he just literally put on a T-shirt. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. I, I like that he did it that way, and like you sent me that like Peloton, I'm like he's on the Peloton, like I don't remember him being on a Peloton, like I never see like I don't know. Uh, I'm a Peloton rider myself, and I, I like look. I know Damian Woody's on there, so I was just shocked. I was like, JJ, why? Like, interesting. Yeah, fake news. Of course, it's all we got around here. It's fake news, man. That's what Twitter is. <laughs> fake templates, fake statements. You got to make sure you check the sources. I hate the white seven dots that look like they're verified. Really annoying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But moving on from JJ Watt onto other week news. We got uh, Giants releasing Golden Tate. Um, I don't really see this as like a major move either. Golden Tate missed time uh, <laughs> this season. He didn't really – I didn't find it to be that much of an impact. I think they got a nice young wide receiver core with Darius Slayton. You got Sterling Shepard, who I also know was injured. Uh, Evan Ingram, who apparently lost his hands, uh, may be getting them back. Who knows? Actually – I think Evan Ingram transferred his hands to Nerlens Noel. Uh, for all you <laughs> Knicks fans out there, because my God, uh, whew. 
brutal out here. It's brutal out here in these streets watching that. Just catch a goddamn ball, both of you. Um, I'm not even a Jets fan. Just like, come on. Um, I mean, a Giants fan. I'm not even a Giants fan. Just come on. Uh, so, you know, I, I, for them, they got enough. They got a nice young team. And you got to have Saquon Barkley back. I think they're trying, just trying to move younger. And uh, it, it it makes sense. It, like, I think Golden Tate's getting on, coming close to the end of his career. Yeah, I mean, again, the NFL analysts are predicting a, a purge um, with NFL contracts this year. So anyone who's going to clear cap space, Golden Tate had a ridiculous deal. I think I, I know it was only like $10 million guaranteed, but I think he signed like a four-year, $38 million deal. I mean, he, he was a cut candidate the second they signed him. Yeah, makes sense. Um, makes sense. But shout out to you, bro. He's my Eskimo. Bro. 23, 20, <laughs> he, he, got, he got like 23 guaranteed from the Giants. He's chilling. Yeah, no, he's chilling. He doesn't have to do anything. So it's whatever. You heard what I said, though? <laughs> How would you say? He's my Eskimo brother. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's classic. Uh, well, when I started law school out here, met somebody who went to Notre Dame. And we were talking, and they're like, "Yeah, when when he comes out here, like I always hang out with him." I'm just like, "A oh, word, you're always hanging out with him." Oh no! I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I know where this one's going." So, <laughs> oh boy, that's a fun one. But yeah, anyway, good stuff. That's for good all stuff. you. That's for all. That's for all you people who watch the league out there. Freaking great show. <laughs> that was good Love stuff. We'll 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 know who stays for the etc. Yeah, that, that that we will know. Um, moving on, we got the Saints who cut Jared Cook and Josh Hill. Jared Cook kind of made sense. Um, didn't really do like most of these guys who were getting cut. Like didn't do much, so they're just gonna they're gonna be on the open market. And Josh Hill was like barely ever used in New Orleans, so that that that, that kind of like went with the flow, right? Yep, I I I think that we're gonna see a lot of quote-unquote fantasy players moving around this year. Um, especially with players. I was reading an article. I thought it was interesting. The players that left for COVID, they're coming back and their money's about to be back on the books. And, you know, you kind of like, yeah, like you're, you're kind of like, you, you kind of keep moving the money, moving the money, restructuring, restructuring. But at some point, you're just going to end up cutting good players, which are really good just because you're trying to just get under the cap. So, yeah, I, I expect many of these types of cuts. And I think that Joe Douglas knows that, you know, back to the Jets a little bit. And we're, I think he's, he's waiting a little to, to see who he can pick up with all of his money. And I don't see him really spending at the top of the market. Like the Jets are not going to make a move the first day. And I'm so excited about that. Yeah, nah, it's gonna be great that they're gonna actually be somewhat. Unless it's for a guard. Unless it's for a guard. If it's yeah. Thuni or Sheriff, give them give them the house. Yeah, nah, for sure. And like that's kind of like the most exciting part. It's not gonna be exic uh conservative, but it will be conservative enough where it's it's financially making sense. So that'll be nice that we're not just overpaying free agents who will have a one year wonder and then it just all goes to crap. So Joe Douglas on the hot seat with free agents, as you all you love to point out. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Griffin, 
allowing Robbie Anderson to go, going for quantity over quality with the line. I'll give him the I'll give him the I'll give him kudos for font. That's that was a solid signing, but Ryan Kalo. Yeah, that's fine. Like nothing there's nothing uh nothing to write home about. Like uh, come on. Honestly, I'm most I'm mostly upset about Josh Andrews because he's stunk. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, I miss Harrison. Yeah, the, like there's like there's like, there's just some players where it's like okay, but in fairness to him, he came in at a really weird situation. These aren't his guys, you know what I mean? So like, I get it. The Robbie Anderson one is like probably the one that bothers me the most because like yeah, of we, course. the one thing that really irritates me is like when you re- get rid of a quarterback and you're trying to help a quarterback grow and you get rid of one of his weapons who has at- legit been here with him the entire time. That just makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping the Jets are going to find a bunch of Robbie Anderson type players from the league this year just yeah, like no. you know like cook and stuff like that cook's a little older but you know players that are that we haven't really mentioned or we're not really sure about and they're going to be surprises coming through yeah for sure that's what i hope to see but let's move on to this last one uh that i got here uh we got tyrell williams He's agreed to a one-year deal worth of the $6.2 million with the Detroit Lions. Now, obviously, this is not official because, as John pointed out earlier, the league year has not started. But Tyrell Williams was a guy that John actually liked as a free agent target. I love Ty Williams, man. He was really good with your boy, Philip Rivers, Hall of Famer, out in uh, – <laughs> This in is really going to get annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is ridiculous that you don't think that Philip Rivers and Eli Manning are Hall of Famers. Insane. This is going to be. This has to be an et cetera segment. Uh, yeah, next point. et cetera. We'll do. We'll, I'm, I'm down. I, I could debate this all day. Okay. Um, okay. Got it. We're, 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 all right. We're gonna get some time. Well, come on, man. Come on. I'm not flustered. I'm just like, is it going to be next week? Because that means I got to start doing more research now. That I got. You know how I got. We're attorneys, bro. We got to be over prepared. We got to have everything uh, on top of the docket, docket, the docket. We could do it whenever, man. I'm they're Hall of Famers next week, the next month, next year, it doesn't matter. So I'm always ready. All right. But speaking of speaking of Ty Williams, I was really excited for him last year too, dude. That injury sucked uh for him. Yeah. I um he he was like he he has the body, like he's tall, he 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 can get open, he can high point the ball. I was really liking him. He was like a dark horse fantasy guy for me, and you know when you find those guys um, and then they they have a really good year after that. Like I caught him at the end of two seasons ago. Then he had that really really good year, and then he got that big free agency signing. So it wasn't just me. The NFL also thought he was good. Um, I think he's actually really really good in on the Lions. He's gonna be nice there. I think they're gonna, as we mentioned, tag Galday. I think this just means that, and they have T.J. Hawk. They got good running backs. Yeah, I think they're gonna put something together over there. I just I think that this means Marvin Jones is definitely gone from the Lions. Oh yeah, I was about to ask you, do you think Marvin Jones is gone? And like Marvin Jones has been such an up and down player on that team. He'll have like one big game and then go quiet for the next two or three, then have another one big game. It's so weird because they took him from the Bengals and he had one decent season with the Bengals, uh, with Andy Dalton, and you you're like. Oh, could this be something sustainable? Is he like a legit player? And like, it seemed like he was that first year. And then they got Kenny Galladay. And then Stafford wanted to go to Kenny Galladay, who's more sure handed. Unfortunately, Galladay got injured, but Marvin Jones is always like a good boomer bust player. He, he, he's not the most reliable, but he was also, that was actually thinking about going back. That was like a weird 
wide receiver roster if you think about it right with marvin jones who else was that on that cincinnati Bengals team because it wasn't it, it was uh you had tj who's your mama was he on there no 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 no, no. <laughs> he, he was not with tj who's your mama that is oh my god let me let me pull this let me pull this roster up uh, real quick because that that was like an interesting like collection of <laughs> wide receivers outside of uh uh aj green like let's say it had to be aj green then yeah, no, 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 no. It was AJ Green. Ocho Cinco was already gone. Um, who was AJ Green? It was AJ Green, Marvin Lewis. It was before Boyd and all of them. It was. It was a really interesting time. That Bengals team a, with. I have a prediction on Marvin Jones. Yeah, and we're not gonna like it. All right, New England. I think he's gonna be a. He he, he seems like a. a like a shifty wide receiver who can play on the outside, probably going to be cheap because they're going to get rid of Edelman. I think they're going to be looking for guys like Marvin Jones, professionals in the league. Like that, that sounds right to me. That makes sense. Here we go. That kind of makes sense. I, w- I wouldn't be too upset with it. I mean, that's probably their best wide receiver that they had outside of Julian Edelman in like a very long time. Uh, here you go. Here's the wide receiver course. It was AJ Green, Muhammad Sanu, Andrew Hawkins, Marvin Jones, Brandon Tate, it's just like an interesting like collection. Hawkins is gonna be outside. my guess. Yeah, it's just like an interesting wide receiver core outside of AJ Green. It's just kind of no solid number two. It's just solid threes, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? That just sounds like the Jets, man. Solid threes of wide receivers. Just, like that sounds like a that sounds like a like a Jets wide receiver core to me. It does sound like a Jets wide receiver core, and yet this team went ten and six. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound like a Jets record. Team went ten and six, went to the playoffs, got the wild card, faced the Houston Texans, and wow, is... the Texans and the Bengals in a wild card game was it a tie? <laughs> was it the only game that Houston ever won? It had to be right. Oh my god, it was the Houston did win that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Jeez, jeez, <laughs> what was the record? Yeah, it was a nineteen thirteen game Houston. Oh, this yeah, was a snooze tough. fest. I heard just thinking about that game hurt hurt my feelings as much as I miss football. Yeah, no, nah, that was it was not a good game. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that team was just just weird, man. Just like a really really weird team. And like I don't, <laughs> I just don't get it. Like I don't I don't get how you just don't. I don't know, put together something better to go around AJ Green to just not let him do it all day, like just leave him out on an island. Like AJ Green was solid, don't get me wrong. He was just a complete burner, complete beast. But I think if he had another wide receiver on that team, we're talking about something different. Yeah, I agree. Um, Oh, my God. That's with uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, too. Woof. Oh, good times. Woof. Little Cedric Benson, yeah, Cedric Benson too. That's when Good Giovanni times. Bernard. That's when Giovanni Bernard was actually getting a lot more run than he is now. Shout out to Gio. That guy's been around. No, forever. He's, he's a vet. That is a true vet. That man's like he is. He's Frank like, Goring it up. Seriously, without the rushing yards, but he is legit. Frank Goring it up just by being there. Um, I'm surprised he's just been tenured on the Bengals for that long. How long has he been with the Bengals? Now we're just getting into like these weird, <laughs> weird. He's been with That's the what Bengals it's all about. Yeah, no, this is, this is he, 
Oh my god, what type of mustache is that? <laughs> All right, Alex, you're off the rails. <laughs> Alex, no, Alex, dude, like the, this guy. This guy looks like he looks like he should be like in, a, in a, an eighties, nineties movie as a cop, like a detective. <laughs> a little super troopers action. Actually, yes, you should go take a look for yourself. But he's been with the Bengals since 2013 to this season, so he's going to have seven to eight years under his belt. Damn. God damn. Long we, time. Uh, I think the longest tenure Jed is is like I don't even know at this point. It used to be Henry Anderson, the ball boy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like Mackay Becton soon. We oh, better sign God. Marcus May. We better sign Marcus May. That's a fact. Oh my God! But that's all I got for etc. You know, catch up mm-hmm. on some league news, some stuff going around. So we're gonna hear more transactions as the, you know, the tag opens up, tag, uh, and when free agency comes about, which is gonna be end of this month. So looking forward to it. Looking, uh, looking forward to seeing what the Jets do, what the rest of the teams do around the league. Um, and if you're a big fantasy person, this is gonna implicate, like, implicate, uh, yeah, have implications. Have huge implications. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. But that's what I got for et cetera. That's what we got for et cetera. John, you got anything else to add? Nope. I'm all set, man. I'm I'm hyped for the Knicks All-Star break. I'm hyped for Jets to start hardcore draft analysis. I'm 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 into it, man. I'm I'm ready. All right. All right. Me too. I can't wait. Uh, all right. So we can end it there. Um, going to go catch this Warriors uh, Trailblazers game because, you know, this mm-hmm. is a Mellow Stand podcast. So <laughs> we got to go support our boy. But thank you all for all of our listeners tuning in again for another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We really appreciate you. Please make sure to give us a five-star review. Leave a comment. Let us know. Uh, what you think of the podcast uh, it helps us out uh, in many ways and you believe also if you haven't subscribed already please subscribe to the podcast too we're on all listening platforms we're on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher overcast you name it we're there and also make sure to follow us on all social media platforms we're on facebook twitter and instagram all right so guys make sure again to tune in to the next episode coming up next week and we got a guest coming on as usual so catch you guys later yep let's go jets